Well, at the start of every year, we start into the, to the start of every year to encourage you. Amen? Because I want to encourage the church at the start of every year. So that's, again, what we're doing this year at the start of the year. Because, you know what? We need encouragement. Amen? At the start of every year, we need encouragement. Amen? So we're going into Jeremiah 29 and verse 11 today. Jeremiah speaking. Uh, on behalf of God, he says to us in verse 11, he says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. God speaking, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. I want to start to talk to you today about new beginnings, a fresh start. At the start of every year, it's, it's like a whole, it's a great opportunity at the start of every year, isn't there? It's like the clock ticks over from midnight in 2020 to the 1st of January 2023, and we're like, you know, yes, new year, new opportunities, new beginnings. We start reading our, our Bible plan all over again. We've got a chance to get right in there at the start and got a chance, a new beginning, fresh starts. And I don't know what 2022 was like for you. I hope and pray 2022 was a great year for you of new beginnings, a great year where maybe you got that new job or, or new boyfriend or girlfriend, maybe in 2022, maybe you got a new home. Maybe you got a new job. Maybe you got that, that perfect job or, or, or that, that raise in your job or the promotion in your job. Maybe, maybe 2022, maybe you got a new county or a new country in 2022. Maybe 2022 was a great year for you. And I believe God, I hope that, that when you look back on 2022, you can go, 2022 was a good year. 2022 maybe was the year you got the breakthrough. Finally, the healing came in 2022. Or you, maybe you broke the addiction in 2022, 2022, maybe for you, you was a year of reconciliation. Yeah. Maybe 2022 was the year you started to see things shift. Maybe you've been believing stuff for years, and maybe finally in 2022, you saw that shift. It all coming finally around to what you've been believing God for. Or maybe 2022 was a year that you were glad to see the back of. That's possible too. 2022 may not have been a great year for you. Maybe you're glad to see the back of it. Maybe in 2022, you're still waiting for that healing. Still waiting last year for that breakthrough. Still waiting for that new job. Or, or maybe you're still waiting for, that, for, for that, that new home or whatever you're believing God for. Maybe 2022 wasn't a year of breakthrough for you. Maybe you felt last year you took a step, one step forward and two steps backwards and you're looking at 2023 and maybe you're looking at this year and you're thinking to yourself, well, this year is probably going to be more of the same. Can I tell you right at the start of this year, uh, in 2023, your breakthrough is on the way. Amen. Now, I, that, it really is. I know you might be thinking to yourself, oh, ministers say that every year at the start of the year, your breakthrough is on the way this year. La-di-da-di-da, over and over again. But let me tell you, it really is. Your breakthrough is on the way. Amen? Your healing is on the way. It is. Amen? I know you might be thinking to yourself, that's easy for you to say. You don't know about the things that I struggle with. And you're right, I don't. I don't. I really don't. I know about the things I struggle with. I really don't understand and know about the things that you probably struggle with on a day-to-day -day basis. I don't know. I don't understand. But what I do know, as I know the Word of God and I know what He is saying to us at the start of this year. 
In the English, New English translation, it says, for I know what I have planned for you, says the Lord. I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I have plans to give you a future filled with hope. Your future is filled with hope, whether you know it or not. Amen? Whether you know it or not, your future is filled with hope. God has a plan for your life in 2023. And it's not to fill you with disappointment. It's not to take from you or to <clears throat> break you down. It's to give you hope. Amen? God has plans to prosper this year. Amen? Plans to bless you this year. To fill your life and fill every day that you have with hope. Amen? It annoys me so much when people say things like, you know, well, you know, maybe God hasn't got a good plan for your life. Maybe God is not going to heal you. Maybe God is not going to give you the breakthrough. It annoys me so much when I hear people talking negative about the things of God. Our God is a good God, amen? And He has a plan to bless and prosper and give us hope, amen? And at the start of this year, we should come into this year hopeful, amen? Trusting in the God that gives us hope. Hate it when people say, well, the fact of the matter is God doesn't heal everybody. That's not the fact. Amen? They're not facts. That might be somebody's experience. But that's not the facts of the matter. Amen? Amen? Our experiences don't change the Word of God. Do you know that? Our experiences do not change the Word of God. Amen? God plans to prosper and bless His people. That's His good will for you. At the start of this year, that's what God wants you to hold on to. Amen? 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 We got to be people that say, I trust in God this year. I'm putting God first place, as we talked about last week, in, our, in my life, and I'm trusting in him, him this year. Putting all of my hope in His basket this year. Amen? That's what we need to do. Amen? Trust in God. Mark chapter 9 and verse 23, it says, that Jesus said to them and says to you and I today, if you can believe, all these things are possible for him who believes. Do you know there's nothing impossible for you this year if you trust and believe in God? Ah, but you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm facing. You don't know what I'm up against. That's true. I don't. God does. And he still said that. He still said that despite all of the things that you have in your road this year, all the obstacles, all the issues, all the problems, he's saying, you believe me, nothing will be impossible for you. That's not my words. Praise the Lord. I don't have to stand over them. I don't have to make sure they come to pass. They're God's words. And he's the one who stands over his word to watch to perform it. Amen? Nothing is impossible for you this year if you put all your hope and trust in God. You know, at the start of every year, maybe you're the same, start of every year, I will receive a text from at least one gym wanting me to join or rejoin. What an amazing special offer. You know why they do that? Because they know that you've come through Christmas and glory to God, every one of us eats too much at Christmas. And they also know that at the start of every year, people make New Year's resolutions. They say to themselves, you know what? This year I'm going to lose... X amount of pounds weight or kilos, if you want to go that way. 
This year I'm going to get that much fitter. And this year I'm going to be that much better. I'm going to do more this year. And they try to capitalize on the fact that people try to do better in the new year every year with their New Year's resolutions. That's, why they, that's what they try to do. They try to capitalize on that. But here's the thing. And exercise is good, don't get me wrong. Praise the Lord. Just in case you're wondering, I didn't rejoin. Exercise is good, but here's what God wants us to do this year. He wants us to exercise our faith. Amen? Exercise is good. Bodily exercise, the Word of God says, is good. But what we need to do as believers is we need to start exercising our faith this year. We need to start exercising our faith, start pressing in, start believing God for stuff, start reading His promises, and start when we read His promises, then exercise our faith and believe in God at His Word this year. Amen? In Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23, the Berean Standard Bible, if you ever heard of that one, it puts it this way. I just like the way some different translations put it. It says this way in verse 23. It says, let us hold resolutely to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. I love that word there, resolutely. Isn't that a great word? That's, I think that's going to be my word for the year, resolutely. Let us hold resolutely it means to hold intensely diligently strenuously vigorously steadfastly let us hold this year intensely to the word of god let us hold diligently to the promises of god let us hold strenuously to the word of god vigorously to the promises of god let us hold steadfastly to the hope that we profess for he who promised is faithful god is faithful Amen? He who promised is faithful. Amen? You know that euro in your pocket or the euro on your bank card? Do you know that that is withheld, that's, or held up, should I say, by the Central Bank of Europe who have gold reserves to say that, that they have the value of your euro in gold reserves. That's how it works. You can't just print money and say that's what it's worth. You have to have something to back it up to say, I have the equivalent in gold. So when someone says to you that 20 euros in your pocket is worth 20 euros because somewhere, somewhere in Europe, the EU holds 20 euros worth of gold to the value of that 20 euros in your pocket. Do you know when, and we trust them at that, don't we? We don't think that that euro in our, that 20 euros in our pockets, we don't think that that's just a piece of paper there, not worth anything, and we wipe our nose with it, you know, for our nose is running or whatever, and we throw it in the bin because we know uh, its value. Amen? Well, the Word of God, it's not held up by gold, amen? It's not held up by silver or land. It's not held up by anything like that. It's held up by God Himself. God stands over His Word. Amen? God stands over His Word. So, the trust that we put in our euro being worth what it says it's worth on the note or in the bank, we should have so much more trust in our God. Amen? We should have so much more trust in our God. Because He who promised is faithful. You know the euro goes up and down every day on the market. You know that, don't you? A few weeks ago, the euro and the dollar, they were worth the same amount of money. Now the euro is worth, uh, it's, it's worth a little bit more than the dollar. It's worth... It, it trades every day against different currencies. It's up and it's down, it's up and it's, it, it values and devalues. God's word is not up and down, amen? 
God's word is not for trading. Amen. Amen. It's for cashing in. Amen. Amen. He who promised is faithful. God is faithful. And we need to hold hard onto his promises. Amen. You know, you could have your millions of euros in the bank and still live poor. You know that, don't you? You could have millions of euros in the bank and still live poor and broke if you never make a withdrawal. Do you get that? I don't have millions in the bank. Praise God, I hope maybe you do, but I don't have millions in the bank. But you could have millions in the bank and still live poor if you don't actually spend it. If you don't cash it in. Amen? Don't make a withdrawal from it. You could still be hungry and homeless unless you make a withdrawal. You know, God has placed all of his promises for you in a heavenly bank account. Every one of them. Every promise that he's ever made in his word. They're not empty promises. If they're empty promises, God would be a liar and I tell you, we can all just go home. Never come back again. Because everything you would have believed about God would be false. God has placed all of his promises for you in a heavenly bank account. And you need to cash them in. Amen. We need to make withdrawals from, from that bank account that God has set up for us. Richard Leroy Walters, he lived, or sorry, he died in August of 20, 2007 in Phoenix, Arizona at the age of 76. Richard was a former Marine. And he never married. Richard worked for most of his life as an engineer. He worked in the space program. And after he retired, he started to attend a daycare center. After a few months attending the daycare center, one of the volunteers discovered that Richard was actually homeless, that he used to sleep at the back of the daycare center. So this volunteer that befriended him in the daycare center went and found him a home. But unfortunately, Richard didn't stay very long in the new home that was found, and he soon returned to living on the streets again. After he died in 2007, the volunteer found out that Richard had made her the executor of his estate. Now you might think to yourself, <laughs> I'm the executor of a homeless man's estate. That's going to be worth a lot. It was worth $4 million. Richard lived homeless on the street when he had $4 million in the bank because he never made a withdrawal. I wonder how many of God's children are living lives of less than what God wants us to have because we don't make a withdrawal from our heavenly bank account. Let that not be our story. Amen? 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 20 says, For all the promises of God in Him are yes and amen. To the glory of God through us. Do you know that all the promises of God that He made you are not for your glory, but for His glory? Amen? When God prospers you, it's not to make you look good, but to make Him look good. Amen? When God heals you, when God gives you the breakthrough, it's not to make you look good, but it makes Him look good. Amen? God wants 
God wants our lives to reflect his goodness. Amen? So God doesn't want us going around poor, broke, and sick. God wants to prosper his people. Amen? He wants to give them that abundant life that he sent Jesus here to give us. You know, God would never make us a promise that he couldn't fulfill. God would never give us a check that he couldn't cash. Amen. We need to start making some withdrawals this year from the promises of God. Amen. We need to cash in a few God checks this year. Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9, it says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. He is faithful. Amen? God is faithful. He is good for his promises. Amen? Let this year, 2023, be your year of breakthrough. Amen? Let this year be your year of walking in the fullness of God's provision and promises for you. Let's stop the excuses this year. Amen? Like the man with the infirmity for 38 years, they're lying by the pool that we just talked about a few weeks back. Let's stop making excuses this year. Let's start obeying God. John chapter 5 and verse 9, Jesus said to the man, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool and the water stirred up. But while I'm coming down, another one steps in before me. Excuses? Excuses. God didn't ask him for a whole big story. Jesus didn't ask him to recount every problem that you have. He just asked him, do you want to be made well? That's all. God is not asking us for excuses this year, amen? Jesus said to him, he said, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. Let's walk in the fullness of God's plan and purposes for our lives this year. Let's determine at the start of the year of this year that whatever God has for me this year, I'm going to walk in the fullness of it. I'm not going to leave it behind. God has set out a table before us this year. Let's eat from that table. Let's not go away hungry this year from God's table. Let's stop saying, I can't. Or I couldn't. I have this friend whose circumstances could be a whole lot better. If you knew him, you'd agree with me. Every time I try to encourage him to press in for the more that God has for him, he's a believer. I try to encourage him every, every time I talk to him. You know, you got to push, push, press for the things of God. Don't let go of the things of God. You know, push into God, press into God. You, your life can be so much better if you press into God. I'm giving it my best. And when I've finished giving it my best, the excuses start. I want to, but I can't. I want to, but, you know, because of this other thing that I have going on, I can't. This year, instead of waiting for the stir up, stirring up of the waters, why don't we just jump in and stir them up ourselves? Amen. Why should we wait for the stirring up of the waters? Jump in and stir them up yourself. Amen? Do a dive bomb into it or whatever you do into the pool or a belly flop into the pool. Or stir it up yourself. Amen? Amen? Because God has given us the promises. 
We don't need to wait around for someone, um, a healer to come in. or for, for We don't need to wait around for those things, amen? We need to, to believe God for those things ourselves. Press into God ourselves, amen? Instead of waiting for the stirring up of the waters, get in and do it yourself, amen? Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You're not doing them in your own power. You're not jumping into the water in your own power and splashing around in your own power thinking, I might do something maybe cause... No. You're doing it in His strength because you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Amen? Let's put off the grave clothes this year and start believing God for the abundant life that He has promised us through His Son, Jesus. Let's start doing what God has called us to do this year. Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18, and this is in the Geneva Bible, it says, where there is no vision, the people decay. Where there is no vision, the people decay. Church, it is so important to have a positive vision on your life. I heard of this story one time of a man who visited Thailand and as he was walking around the streets of Thailand, he came across this tattoo shop. And as he stood there looking in the window of the tattoo shop, he looked at all the amazing tattoos that this tattoo artist was offering in his shop. And as he looked at all the pictures, he saw one picture with a tattoo on it that said, Born to Lose. And he stood there and he was like, who would ever get a tattoo on their body saying born to lose? And as he stood there, the owner of the shop came out. And he said, listen, i got to ask you this question. Who would ever get a tattoo on their body saying born to lose? And the tattoo artist in his broken English, he said, first tattooed on mind before tattooed on body. No one would ever put that on their body unless they actually believed it. Can I say to you this year, if you have things in your mind that go against the Word of God, you need to erase them. Amen? You don't need to get them tattooed on you. You need to start getting the words of God tattooed on you if you're ever going to do something like that. Amen? You need to start believing God for His things this year. Amen? You need to start changing the way you're thinking. If your thinking doesn't line up with the Word of God, you need to just you need to clear out your thinking, amen? You need to start your thinking to line up with the Word of God, amen? Before tattooed on body, tattooed on mind. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Church, we've got to change the way that we think this year in 2023. We have to change our expectations in prayer this year too. Amen? Because when you pray, you got to fuel them prayer with expectations. Amen? Don't just pray aimless prayers. Don't just pray the same repetitive prayers that you prayed for the last decade this year. Over and over again, rattling them off. And they might sound great. But if your prayers are not fueled with expectation, an expectation that God said, that God promised, so therefore I can. Then you're not expecting God to ever do anything for you. We need to change our expectations when we pray this year. Matthew chapter 21 and verse 
22 says, And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you receive. Pipe up your expectations this year. Refuel your expectations this year in God. If He promised them, you can have them. Amen? Amen? You can. I'm not promising these things. You won't hear this in a lot of churches today. Because a lot of churches will say to you, don't say that to people because you're building up their expectations. Praise the Lord. Amen? The Word of God says you have not because you ask not. You have not because you believe not. Maybe we're not seeing the things that happened in Jesus' day because we're not believing God for Him. Jesus says we see greater things. Are we seeing Him? Why? Because we're not believing for Him. Amen? Because we're not expecting Him. If you don't expect it, it's not going to happen. Amen? No point in standing at a disused rail line expecting a train to come along. It's not going to come. Amen? But if you stand over on the train line over there and you know the train is coming, it will come. Amen? You've got to believe God for the promises of God. I know so many churches out there will not tell you this sort of stuff because they don't want you to be let down. They don't want you to be disappointed. Well, maybe they're the ones that shouldn't be standing in the pulpit then if they don't believe the Word of God. Do they even expect to be saved? Are they expecting salvation at the end of their lives? Or are they maybe, hopefully. We believe a God of absolutes, amen? Of a God of solid promises. I've promised so many people that I do so many things for them and I've let them down. But I'm not like God, amen? I will let you down. He won't. Amen? And I'm wondering so many times, have we not seen the promises of God because we don't expect to? Amen? If you don't expect to prosper, you won't be prospering. If you don't expect to be healed, you will not be healed. Amen? This man, he was lying on the edge of the pool for... For 38 years and his expectations was gone. All he was bringing was the excuses. He, what he said to Jesus, I don't expect to be healed anymore. I don't expect to be healed anymore. I believe at the start of this year, God is saying to you, do you want to? Fill in the blank. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to break through this year? Do you want to be prospered? Do you want to be blessed this year? Do you, want, do you really want it? Are you really holding on to it? Or is it just something that you read one time or heard someone talk about one time and you've just said, oh, well, maybe. Our expectations of what God can do this year, we've got to put it through the roof, amen? Amen? We've got to bring them through the roof. You know, there's things that Angela and I, we, uh, we, we pray about all the time. You know, things that we've been praying about for a number of years. Things that, that, that we want to see come to pass in our lives. And, and sometimes, you know, <clears throat> when, we, when we come to a certain place, we pray. When we're out driving. Every time when we come to a certain place, we pray. And, you know, we pray, you know, Lord, this year in Jesus' name. And, you know, as we were coming to December this year, and we still hadn't seen that thing that we were praying for come to pass, you know, part of me was going, <clears throat> well, let's start praying for next year. But I just thought, you know what, let's just say still this year in Jesus' name. And we came to the 1st of January and we came to that spot again. We're praying for that certain thing that we've been believing for for years. We just went ahead and prayed, Lord, this year in Jesus' name. And we still have that expectation. And if we don't see it this year, when it comes to the 1st of January 2024, we'll go, Lord, this year in Jesus' name. Because we know that everything is in His timing. 
Amen? Everything is in his timing. I'm not going to force God to do something outside of his timing. Everything is in his timing. Amen? But I'm still believing God. This year, in Jesus' name, we can prosper. We can have the breakthrough. We can see the victory if we keep our eyes on Jesus. This year, the author and the finisher of our faith. I'm going to tell you one more little story this morning. This is going to encourage you today. And we're going to finish on this story. I've sat on this story for about four months to give it to you today. I have a friend who works for an organization called Envoy. One of his jobs in this organization is to run a 24-week course. The object of this course is to help people find their gifts and callings from God. And then, when they find their gifts and callings from God, is to teach them in that gifts and callings how to be a witness for Jesus through their calling. And he was telling me this story a few months back of a young woman from the Midlands who enrolled to do their course. And he went on a Zoom call uh, with this young lady just to, to assess her suitability for the course. And he said as he talked to her in the interview, he thought to himself, she has no hope of completing this course. Because he thought to himself, she is amazingly shy. And she suffered from severe anxiety. She told him during the course of the conversation that she worked in a local centre on the till, and that when she checked people out on the till, she wouldn't ever engage them in a conversation. She would just say thank you at the end of the, of the sale and she'd move on to the next customer. So anyway, as a part of the course, she started the course. And as a part of the course, into finding what her calling was and learning how to use that to evangelize, she decided that in future when she checked somebody out on the till, that she would try to greet them. She'd say hello to them and she'd ask them, how are they doing? So this approach led her to, to communicate with customers and some of the customers started to tell her their issues and problems that they had in their lives. And she said to him very politely at the end of the conversation, she said, I'll pray for you. Remember, severe anxiety, really shy young lady. So she continued to engage people. More and more of these people would tell her about their struggles and their needs. Then one day, a lady responded to her, how are you? And proceeded to tell her all about her issues. And she decided that day, instead of telling this lady, I'll pray for her, she said right there, and then she prayed for her. So she communicated this back to my friend, and my friend said to her, you know what, if you're going to pray for people there in the centre, Maybe you need to say it to your boss. So she went and she said it to her boss, she said, listen, when I talk to people there now, they're telling me about different issues and different problems that they have in their life. So, you know, I've told people in the past that I'd pray for them, but in this last week, people have been bringing their issues and problems to me, and I've said I'd pray for them, and I prayed from there and then. Spot, is this okay? So her boss, to her surprise, said, absolutely, go ahead. Pray for them. So now... In her job, working on the till in Centra, she not only engages people and they tell her about their problems, she's now praying with these people. Can I tell you, this year, God wants to draw out of you the gifts and purposes that he's put in your life. Amen? 
In your life, God has gifted you. He's purposed you in your life. And in your life, God wants to draw out of you those purposes. And in those gifts and purposes, God has a way for you to be an evangelist for him this year. She continued that for months and months on, on the till in her local center. And then she eventually moved on to a university in Cork and she met a Christian friend there. And together they decided to seek out the lonely students on campus just to ask them, how are they doing? Now she has a whole ministry, not only in the centra, but also in the university, where she ministers to people just one-on-one and gets the opportunity there and then to pray for them. Church, never underestimate the gifts and callings in your life. You might think to yourself, well, I'm just a member. I'm just a member. I'm just here to make up numbers. Just to be encouraged. I just come to be encouraged. But can I tell you, you're more than that. Amen? Amen. You're much more than that. Don't let the enemy underestimate the gifts that God has put in you. Don't let the enemy tell you that you're just a number. You're just a, a congregant, just a member. You're so much more than that. In 2023, we can believe God for the things that he has for us and raise our expectations in our prayer raise our expectations in our life, but also raise our expectations in what God wants to do in and through your lives. Amen? God wants to use you. God wants to use you. You are gifted. You are called of God. Let Him use you. Amen? Hey, we're ending Angela Long. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope this message has encouraged you. And if you'd like to know any more about a life church, please just follow the prompts on screen. And just one more thing, go ahead and like this video so you can share this video with other people so that they can be blessed by this message as well. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us.